from the Abuan Chronicles podcast, this is Umul, and you're listening to the final episode of One or Three Dates. Hello? Hey, assalamu alaikum, istahil, it's Umul. How have you been? Hey girl, good, good. How's your Ramadan? Alhamdulillah, you know, Ramadan's been great, but I'm calling you to see how your Ramadan has been. Oh, man. So just a heads up, Istahir, this is the last one or three dates episode of the month. And it's going to be a catch-up episode. I decided to call a few friends and I bumped into a few friends as well and had random recording sessions. And I just wanted to see how you guys' Ramadan was going. Listen, I'm khair. What is time? Like, I genuinely had a crisis this week because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe. Like, you know, now I count days based on like weeks, right? So it's like two weeks, three weeks kind of thing. So for Ramadan, it's only a month. So you, when I count based on like the time, the way I count it usually, it goes by so fast because I'm like, I cannot believe that three weeks have already passed and I only have 10 days left, you know? Isn't that genuinely. crazy? Yeah, like the other day I saw this uh, short video and they were like, it's a good thing. If Ramadan passes by quick, it means you're enjoying mm. the month and you're making the most use of it. And if it passes by slowly, that means you're kind of dreading it, right? And you're like, oh, it needs to end. Why is it taking so long? So if it's passing okay. by quickly, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. That's positive thinking if I've it's ever heard pos- it. <laughs> well, it kind of makes sense, though. You know, it makes sense. Like when you love something, the time passes by so quickly, right? And when you're dreading yeah. something, it's like... It's like you're pulling that's your teeth true. out, right? Like, I don't want it. I don't want it to end. But, you know, that's time for you. But, like, mm-hmm. how's it going for me? I feel like this Ramadan for me was kind of like a... It was... I was expecting it to be so much harder. Um, it's the first Ramadan where I don't feel like super... Because I, I I was sick last Ramadan. So I literally struggled through it. I genuinely... I think I fasted half of it. And the other half I had to make up. Because I was sick. And so I was like... This Ramadan, I was just so scared. Because I was struggling making up my fast. So I'm like... How am I going to fast a whole month while working? While being... You know, like not being up to my 100% health. You know, kind of thing. So this Ramadan... It genuinely surprised me in a good way because I actually did not struggle at all. Like it wasn't hard for me at all, alhamdulillah. And I think it's because starting out, I was like praying. I was like, can I please let me get through it? You know, so I think I am happy that I'm healthier. I'm happy that I am doing more than I was expecting to do. At the same time, I feel like every Ramadan when we record these, we're always so hard on ourselves. Like, oh, we wish we could do more. But I think this Ramadan, I've been more grateful than anything to be able to do as much as I could. And I hope I'm going to do better in the next, the last 10 days, you know? Inshallah. Yeah, inshallah. That's that's so crazy because I noticed that's like a recurring theme with everyone that I ask about Ramadan. No, I no, I'm so happy because I don't know, my confidence going into it was so low. Like, you know, I decided, I feel like the thing is when you're 100% health, healthy, when you have all the time in the world, you know, you take it for granted. You take your health and your 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 time for so for granted. Like I was out here fasting every day, going to tarawih, tahajjud, everything, you know, all that stuff. But then the last two Ramadans, I wasn't able to do that. Um, yeah, it was COVID. I was kind of happy because it's like you were, I wasn't struggling alone. But now this Ramadan, like, you know, I'm able to participate more. I'm able to do all this stuff. So to me, it's a Ramadan of like, you know, coming back into what we used to do. And obviously, because lockdown is over, it's the same for a lot of people. So if you could describe this Ramadan in one word, like what word would you choose? 
It could be a phrase too. I won't restrict you to a word. I was gonna say. I was gonna say the comeback Ramadan. Like it's a comeback. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. I think more than anything, it's Ramadan that you know, like we feel. I feel confident in it. Mm. I feel happy, and I feel like it was a Ramadan that you know. I wasn't expecting it to be as easy as it is. Alhamdulillah, I mean, obviously. Mm. Mm. I like that so much. I think I'm going to use that as a title of this episode. The comeback. <laughs> comeback <laughs> Ramadan. Comeback come come Ramadan, yeah. And then, okay, last my last question for you before we end the episode um, or end our little segment. Um, what are you hoping to take away from this Ramadan? Honestly, like like I said, it was like a comeback mm. Ramadan for me. So, mm. it honestly, it was a reset as well because... I was just making it through. I was like, let me get to Ramadan the whole year, right? And I feel like mm-hmm. every Ramadan we say that, like, oh, Ramadan is the time when we reset and, you know, like, are rejuvenated for the whole year. And this is, to me, this is my New Year's. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, Ramadan is always my New Year's. And, like, when my, my Iman is super low, when I'm feeling super sad, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm not the best mental health-wise, it's always, like, mm-hmm. the month where you connect with Ilahi. So, to me, it's like, you know, it gives me the strength to make it till the next Ramadan just for so that I can dedicate the time I, I feel like we I a lot me personally I don't dedicate a lot of my time to my uh, spiritual health throughout the year in a way I do in Ramadan so I, I need it personally thanks thanks for joining us Tahil <laughs> you're welcome see you soon inshallah okay see bye. you salam Zahra how are you doing wa alaikum assalam <laughs> My sister in Islam and my sister in sisterhood. It is your girl, Sahra. So what time is it for you? Because like you're halfway across the world. I feel like during Ramadan, I'm always calling you up at like 3, 4 a.m. in the morning. And it needs to stop. Listen, it's like, you know what it is with this part of the world, I guess? It's that everybody's up pretty much until suhoor, depending on where you live. So... Right now, it's like 2.49 in the morning, and everybody's up eating, eating mm-hmm. suhoor, depending on what type of person you are. If you're a person that a little snack throughout the, the little free eating moment, mm-hmm. or you're a person that fully eats a whole meal right before the adhan. Yeah, I never understood that, because like, I speak to people, because like, I'm curious, I always ask people, what do you eat for suhoor? Um, and sometimes people tell me they eat like full on like basta baris before, you know, suhoor, for suhoor, before yeah. fajr. And I'm like, how, how do you, how are you able to, I understand if you're up all night, but waking up from sleep yeah. and then eating a whole five course meal, you know, okay, I'm jealous. <laughs> like, I wish I could do that. Um, but it's just, it's impossible. I'll just get so nauseous. Damn. The, I'm a person, I eat whatever I see. It literally is that if I find leftovers, I eat the leftovers. If I can order, I'll order. Mm. Whatever it is, bris, basto, like anything. It could be indomie noodles, you know. <laughs> but the heartburn. Like, it could be anything. The heartburn from eating fried foods or like just bris, <laughs> basto. It's like you wake up and you're, it doesn't matter how much water you drink, you're going to be thirsty. I don't know. I guess it's just, it differs from person to person. But if you could describe like this Ramadan in one word, what would you, what word would you use? I feel like this Ramadan has been joyful. I feel like it's like you can see people are very happy about the month. Mm-hmm. People are very excited. I think it also is like a way of like, okay, things are back to normal. Last Ramadan, it was very 50-50. You know, Tarawih. 
a lot of people were not able to go because it was like limited seatings. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now people are, more people are able to go to Tarawih and people are able to kind of celebrate it. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are more happier this month. What I would take from this month is family time. You know, the importance of family time. You know, this is the first time I've celebrated with my family for the past, like, five years. So, it made me realize really how close people are during Ramadan. And it's a beautiful sight to see. And I, and I think that's something that, especially when we're still very young and we're all single and still kind of living at home or visiting home, uh, I really like it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's something I've learned and I'll definitely take it into consideration for next year to kind of come back and do the whole month here. Shout out to everybody who made it this month, whether you did horribly or whether you did really well. The fact that you even fasted this month, pat yourself on the back. It was a great experience and may next Ramadan be even a better Ramadan for you. And again, the deen is always a work in progress. It's never like an end. There's never a point where we're like, I'm complete. So don't feel too bad whether you did well this month. Uh, inshallah, there will be another Ramadan for you. And implement some stuff that you've learned throughout the month and continue throughout the year, inshallah. Inshallah. So this next segment of the episode was an extremely spontaneous one. Um, a friend of mine and I were meant to go to Tahajjud only to find ourselves stranded at a mosque that was not open for night prayer. Alhamdulillah, we managed to find a second masjid. Just to update everyone, um, we were in a bit of a situation. I'm with Fatma here. Yay! <laughs> we, it's one of the odd nights, yeah. the last 10 days. And we ended up stranded. <laughs> it's really weird because in this part of the world, they don't really put Tahajid timings on the mosque's website. So you kind of just have to know by word of mouth if a masjid is open. Mm-hmm. And we ended up in the middle of nowhere um, at this one mosque. Luckily, Fatma had this amazing person come pick us up, mm-hmm. drop us off at another masjid, and now we're here. Alhamdulillah, we're safe. And sound, and and sound. I swear, if, if this is not a definition of an odd night, I don't know what else yeah. to describe this night. And we still have time to spare us all. Yeah, we made it. Yeah, we made it. Okay, let's get back to what we need to do. After Tahajjud, we decided to stay behind and talk a little bit about our Ramadan experience thus far. How's your Ramadan been? Like, how how do you feel like it's going? It's it's the last 10 days. I still feel like I'm behind. I'm not going to lie. Like, I haven't had the chance to, with fasting and going to work full time, because now we, we have to go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hard. I, I thought it was going to be easier in the beginning, but it's not so much physical that's mm-hmm. exhausting it's it's about the emotional and and your own mm-hmm. i guess agenda that's not up to par that's upsetting you like for me i haven't even gotten the chance to open the quran mm-hmm. i mean all. it's not too late right you yeah it's true but it's just there's there's also that own like kind of like i don't know how to say this um 
there's too much expectations about my own self in regards to Ramadan. I feel like it's mm-hmm. slipping from me. The days are running away and I hadn't had the chance to do what I would want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. In the sense, like, I feel like I'm behind on my zikr. Like, I'm literally running to each salah to catch it because I'm in, in a paranoia to, like, oh my God, have I lost that time? Or, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's hard mm-hmm. for some people, especially me, mm-hmm. because I feel like I really, really hold myself like, oh my God, I have to do this kind of thing. I'm too hard on myself in that sense, but I keep forgetting that Ramadan is not just about um, putting all that expectation on yourself. It's about Mm -hmm. forgiving. It's about understanding. It's Mm -hmm. about learning how to be good to yourself. It's not just you fast and that's it, you know. You Mm -hmm. have to understand. You have to be willing to understand yourself as well and how much Mm -hmm. you are able to take in and how much you're willing to do. Mm -hmm. But each thing that you're doing, a lot of us forget that the smallest thing that you do, it's time 70, I think, or more. Mm -hmm. The good deeds, the smallest good deed that you do in Ramadan. And we don't even think about that. We're so focused on, oh my God, I'm doing this wrong or I'm doing that wrong, that, you know, it's Ramadan, that we forget what we're doing in a daily day-to-day that's being rewarded times mm-hmm. double the amount that is on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point. So I have two questions for you. Mm-hmm. The first question is, if you could describe this Ramadan's not over yet, but if you could describe this Ramadan so far with one word, and I'll I'll, I'll make it more than a word. Let's say with a phrase. Mm-hmm. What would you describe this Ramadan as? Oh, that's a very good question what one phrase to describe this ramadan yeah or one word different Mm -hmm. how it's very different in a heavy sense Mm -hmm. like everything you for me i can feel a lot of things like i don't i never was that aware Mm -hmm. of my surroundings during ramadan but i feel like i'm so hyper focused on other things that i wasn't so much in the in the past Mm -hmm. But I'm like careful. Oh my God, what am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. I have to. I have to be careful. I wasn't so much before, but now I feel like it's different because I'm hyper careful about certain things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to hold myself accountable much more than what I would do in the past. Mm-hmm. So I also like saw, or I don't know if I saw it or read it. It said that um, I think it was Omar Suleiman. Mm-hmm. It's like pray that you have the ability to ask for what you're asking or make the dua if Allah wills you can say it without even like Mm -hmm. you know having any issues with your mouth being your tongue tied or like any of that Mm -hmm. Um, but if Allah is not I guess stopping you from making that dua you you try so hard from your heart that you want to make this dua but it's not coming out in words Mm -hmm. and you're frustrated Mm -hmm. because maybe Allah's trying to stop you because he's trying to save you from something Mm. maybe that thing that you're desperately trying to seek mm-hmm. is not for you to have right now mm-hmm. oh my god that's like one thing that i anyone who knows me like that's something that i always bring up because <laughs> i feel like it was one of the hardest life lessons for me it's like when i was younger yeah i had like a plan right when you're younger you always have a plan when you're in high school and you're in university you're like okay this is how my life is going to play out yeah the next 10 years this is what i need to do by this age this is what i need to do by that age and i would like follow that plan to a t yeah of course and then like life hits you and you're like okay things are not gonna go according to plan like <laughs> oh, you're no. gonna get there's gonna be a lot of obstacles a lot of roadblocks yes but then like getting to that point where you have like full your full trust is in Allah. so if something doesn't work out like you have that 10-year plan and something doesn't work out 
getting to that point where you're like, okay, it's good that this didn't work out because it means Allah has something better planned for you. Yeah. It's not easy getting to that point. But no. once you do, once you get to that point, you're, it's life-changing because you're just not phased by anything. That is true. Um, I think that there's what, tawakkul? Tawakkul. Yeah, no, nah, I, I struggle with that. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. The fear of God is in me, but I don't know how to keep myself from going into the worst possible scenario. <laughs> I swear, no matter how much you pray, you're like, listen, God, I am trying here. And then the thought of letting yeah. go yeah. and letting everything be run by Allah, even though we, mm. we as humans think that we have a chance, we don't have a chance in hell. Mm. We're not controlling or running the show. Mm. Literally, your life can just, you know, go in the opposite direction. I am waiting for that. You know, the only yeah. doors that I can say, I'm like, okay, I know night and day is nothing but just like a... Mm-hmm. Flip of flip of switch for you, mm-hmm. okay? They say that you have the power to make the impossible possible in a matter of seconds. Please make that for me. Mm. Please let it happen. And if it has played for you, it will happen. Yes, right? I'm waiting for uh, that. A hundred percent. Yeah. What's something that you feel like you'll take away with you after Ramadan? Something that you've kind of gained this Ramadan um, that you feel like you'll take away with you afterwards? I've learned that I'm way too hard on myself this Ramadan in the sense that um, Salah is important to me. It really is. But missing a Salah and saying, oh, well, I missed it and not doing the Qaza for it mm-hmm. is just as bad. Like, if you do your Qaza, you're actually making an, a conscious effort to go after it. You know, you, you, you've acknowledged that. It's two things. One is that, and I've learned that not only can you ask Allah for forgiveness, but you can ask Allah for pardon for the things that has happened. And that pardon is literally a clean slate. So I've learned to do that, to be a little bit easier on myself and um, not to let the third voice in my head run mm-hmm. the show and say, you missed the salah, what's the point of doing the kaza part? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to try to overcome it and I think mm-hmm. I'm going to get better at it. Okay, thanks so much. Papa. No problem. <laughs> So this marks the end of our one or three dates episode. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope everyone's Ramadan is going beautifully. Inshallah, inshallah, we come out of this month as better individuals and closer to our deen. And if you've made it this far, make sure to follow us on our social media platforms at Abwan Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email us at abwanchronicles at gmail.com if you'd like to buy some of our merch. Um, you can go on our website, abwanchronicles.com, or buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash podcast. We also have our Ramadan fundraiser that's still up. Alhamdulillah, we reached our goal. But if you'd like to donate, we'll be taking some of the surplus funds for the following year. So make sure to check that out. Assalamu alaikum, everyone.